Hi, everybody in Podcast Land and also on YouTube. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. I'm Sarah. Sarah! Yay, I'm back! Finally, this is the movie (laughs) podcast. Damn it, it's the Carpool Critics movie podcast where today we are finally discussing one of my favorite movies ever. You've been waiting so long for this. Kill Bill, volume one. To Kill Bill the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Spoiler alert! Lots of spoilers in this podcast. Next week, stick with us. The biggest Marvel movie of the summer, Ooh. arguably. Shang Chi's <laughs> Legend of the Ten Rings. Ooh. Sonic's in it. What? Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but today it's Kill Bill all day. So David, what are you giving this movie out of ten? Kill Bill is all in the name of fun, saying absolutely nothing with the utmost style and sophistication. And to be honest, I don't even like the style. What what is this, is this a bit? What is this? Yeah, seven out of ten. What? <laughs> just drank that. What was David? that? You, just you a... planned that. Yeah. What, what does the Red Bull have to do with anything? The He's pause. strapping himself He's in. Yeah. Being pretentious. With the Red Bull? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> I was being pretentious. Why, really what do you? So. What'd you give it? Seven. Seven. Okay. Why'd you shave your neck lower. beard? Was that? Why'd you shave your neck beard? You should. What just... do you mean? Tarantino fans are the neck beards. <laughs> okay. We're the awakened other neck beards. The the face beards. We're the feet beards. <laughs> the feet beards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it my turn? Sarah? <laughs> oh, Sarah. Okay, cool. If you have a distaste for feet or blood, Kill Bill Volume 1 most certainly isn't for you. Otherwise, this movie is fucking awesome. Woo! 8.5 out of 10. Oh, and wow. I will send you the noise so you can cover my swearing sure. Sure. with the censor. I'll just use the Scott Pilgrim one. I prefer that. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> is it my turn? I won't. Please send it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll send it. <laughs> yes, Riley, please. Uh, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> You're an insufferable weirdo, but you know how to make a damn good samurai slash western revenge exploitation movie. Hey, it's fun. 7.75 out of 10. I'm giving it the same rating I gave Free Guy, actually. Damn. But they're different points. Like, the points I give Free Guy are, like, the different... Like, they're similar, but... They're, like, free points? They're, like, freebies? Like, yeah, good... Good no, it's try. It's like bingo, and this one crossed off different squares than Mm. Free Guy Yeah, yeah, this one's like, I'd like to watch this again. Free Guy's like... I didn't pay to see this. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Come sure, on. I guess so. I'm, I'm oh, upset what is, about these reviews. Yeah, these are whatever. Seven. They like the movie. They like the movie. That's good. I, I before watching this, my head, my score was going to be like 8.5. And then watching this, it was way lower than seven. Oh, really? Wow. But uh, I'm giving it a, a buffered average review of like my past experience and this experience. I've honestly changed my review a few times. Anyways, it's James' yeah, turn. So yes. A genre blending tour de force with more style than Liberace's closet. Kill Bill. Absolutely rules, but part one might be a little much for some people. I personally prefer part two, which I think mainstreamers would agree with. Uh, 9.3. Fucking love this movie. Wow, yeah. 9.3. It's so good. Dang. I love it. I'm, I'm really curious I mean, to hear why you guys don't, yeah, like, I don't understand find it like, so good. What the thing that is that people wouldn't like. I mean, the blood? Dude, sit back. Let me tell you about it. Right after this message oh! from our sponsor, <laughs> Embody. Embody is bringing spatial audio to everyone with Immerse Gaming. Immerse Gaming makes it possible for every PC gamer to experience full 360-degree spatial audio on any headset. It uses an AI algorithm to create a custom profile within 30 seconds just by using a picture of your damn ear. <laughs> Various game genre presets are available to adjust the spatial imaging to suit different styles of gameplay and your personal preference. A picture of your damn ear. It's time to upgrade your gaming audio and get a competitive advantage. So check out Immerse Gaming today at Immerse.gg. It knows just what to whisper in there. We're also brought to you by Private Internet Access VPN. PIA helps you hide your true IP address so that you can bypass your restrictions and censorship. You can connect up to 10 devices at once. Oops, and it includes an internet kill switch. (laughs) If your VPN gets disconnected involuntarily. 
PIA is available for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, and even as a Katang Chrome extension in Okinawa. So check it out at lmg.gg slash carpoolcritics. You need to take an extending flight to get to Okinawa. And finally, we're also supported by what? GroveMade. Thanks, guys. Look at these coasters they gave us. GroveMade creates next-level modern desk accessories for your home office and everyday carry. They strike a balance between minimalism and function. Their products are made in the USA, and uh, they can help you build your dream workspace so you can get your best work done. New customers can use the code CRITIC for 10% off through the link below or at GroveMade.com. Grove, Grove made, dude. Grove made it all the way here. Grove made. <laughs> do, do you guys know when they send the, when you take the photo of your ear, they also send it to Quentin Tarantino. That's the deal they have. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like ears. He, he has tops a, them off. He has yeah, a collection. Yes. <laughs> yes. Along with his feet. <laughs> Along with his feet, he's got an ear and feet <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The Shinshi Shinshi. Is what you call it. Mm. That's a SNL skit oh. reference. That's next week, Riley. Okay. You want to remember what happened in this movie? No. I'll let you know. <laughs> people kill people. <laughs> the bride, a member of the deadly Viper assassination squad, is betrayed, shot in the head, and left for dead in a Texas chapel just after telling their leader, Bill, that she is pregnant with his baby. Four years later, having survived the attack, the bride attacks former Viper member Vernita Green in her home, killing her in front of her four-year-old daughter. But the bride says if she wants to avenge her mom when she grows up, so she, she can do that, so it's fine. Now rewind four years earlier again to just after the attack, Viper member L Driver almost injects the comatose bride with poison, but Bill calls it off last minute because that would be dishonorable, obviously. Okay, now cut to the bride waking up from her coma four years later. She's horrified to learn that she's no longer pregnant and then kills two men who had been raping her body. After willing her body to walk again, she resolves to kill Bill and the deadly vipers, with her first target being Oren Ishii, now the leader of the Tokyo Yakuza, after that organization killed Ishii's parents when it's she was Ishii. a child. Ishii. Ishii? Yeah, there's yep. two eyes. Ishii, like Easy e the rapper. You got it. The bride meets legendary wor wordsmith. <laughs> I was thinking of rappers. Swordsmith, Hattori Hanzo, who breaks his oath to never forge a sword again because the bride's target, Bill, is Hanzo's former student. With fresh Hanzo steel, the bride confronts Ishii in a Tokyo restaurant. After defeating the crazy 88, Ishii's squad of elite fighters, the bride finally slices off the top of Ishii's head. The bride That's hard to say. The bride gets information from Ishii's assistant Sophie after slicing off her arm and leaves her alive as a threat to Bill, who reveals that the bride's daughter is alive. What a sweet oh, ending scene. It is a good, uh, it's, a, it's a real good uh, so taste. So good. What a good cliffhanger. So good. Yeah, it, it made me want to watch the next one right and away. And it's so cool that Bill is like Dr. Claw. And like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get to know what he looks yeah. like. I forget that sometimes on so many rewatches that he was just this mysterious voice and it was a familiar voice. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I will say that one of the things that I love about this movie is that right at the at the beginning, I feel like this is something that we miss. I, I miss in modern movies. Telling you what the cast is and who they're playing at the very beginning of the movie with the credits. Like we kind of stopped doing that. But I really like seeing the... The names of the actors paired with their who they're playing, and and it kind of like sets the stage. Like I think that it can be nice to go in absolutely knowing absolutely nothing, but I think there is something that kind of prepares you for the experience. I think it, it really, can be a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, I think it really works for this type of movie. Yeah, I mean, like, because it's remixing old films. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and like it's not really like ever a surprise when you see someone. You're like, yep, that's who that is. Yeah. Uh, so it's not quite the same. And yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, for this really film, well. it is cool to have yeah. like oh, Sunny Chiba and all these yeah. other. Masters of the yeah. different genres. It's I feel like sometimes it can be like a bit of a cheap way to like have a moment where the audience is like, oh, it's it's 
Hugh Jackman. Sylvester's, I didn't know he was yeah. going to have a cameo. Or Sylvester Stallone as a shark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that way when they have whatever the credits in the intro, which I believe Tarantino does with every single one of mm-hmm. his films. Yep. Um, but in this case, when you see actresses or actors like Uma Thurman, you're like, oh, when are we going to see Uma Thurman? Oh, right. when are we going to see whoever? Right. So I was it, waiting it keeps the whole you on movie your toes. For is Uma Thurman in <laughs> this? Yeah. No way! Who would have thought? She is this. They the created the character, yeah. they created yeah, the character exactly. together. The credits yeah. rolled and I was like, where's Uma? Yeah. There is so much good to this movie. Mm. Uh, where should we even start? I think we should start at the beginning. To me, it's... It's not so much a mind-bending plot like Inception or something like that. It's not that the performances are insane, like, I don't know, like Meryl Streep stuff. Although David Carradine just slays. Um, It's about just the presentation of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I do a rewatch, I'm just floored again by, you know, just a fade in with that music. And then the Mm -hmm. monologue, do you find me sadistic? And then she's laying there all bloodied. It's just... So compelling the yeah. way it's done. It's the mm-hmm. how that yeah. is so good. I think I agree. Uh, up to there, the, I love the title sequence too. That uh, that cover of Bang Bang. Oh, it's so haunting. Right. It's so good. I get goosebumps yeah. every time I see that intro. You start with mm. the black and white and the gunshot. I don't know if it scared you guys. I mean, I've watched the movie before, but it gets me every yeah. time. It's right on the way it's on the cut. Like, yeah, it's your baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 Boom. yeah. 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 Like moment. he didn't even want to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, you go from the black and white to the credits yeah. and the music, the song, it just fits yeah. so well. And then you see her laying and it's up to the audience to kind of assume, is she dead? Is yeah. she alive? Like, right. And then that's you know? a reveal too. Like we only know, I don't believe there's been much of a wide at that point. Like we no. know that she's a bride, but we don't even know that she's pregnant. So it just ups the stakes and then he shoots her in the head, which is characterization for him. Yeah. This is like what kind of monster is Bill? Yeah, insane. I I love that. I love that they keep it consistent. Uh, in that first scene, she he like cuts her off with the gunshot, and then later when they recreate the scene, you hear again that she's like because they they do all these like they made these big props for the gun and stuff, and they're doing all this stuff oh, in I slow motion. Yeah. Give they give you like another oh that look. like Edgar Wright kind of <laughs> montage. Yeah, thing. yeah, and they do they give you like another look at the minutiae of like that scene, like the little things as it's happening, and so you hear again that he pulled the trigger before she finished the sentence. And uh, yeah, it is good characterization and it is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think that's one of the strengths of this movie is, is like those moments, like the moments you can see that Tarantino had in his head, like uh, certainly that, or like at the end of the crazy 88 fight when it's the shot and she's like, you can go, but you leave your limbs. And it's just that big wide shot of the people crawling out. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of those like really powerful, like you can just sell like, he dreamed of that moment or he could visualize it so clearly even before it was put to paper. And I think to me, that's the greatest strength of those movies is those right. like those striking like things that will stick with you. Like the simultaneously, intro. though, he is also no- he's known for having this meticulous detail on the page, mm-hmm. but also having the flexibility to change later. And one thing that was new to me is I never read the screenplay before. Oh. And the screenplay that is available online is the best, because what I look for when I'm re- reading a screenplay of a movie I've seen usually is two things. I want to see how did this person communicate in writing what we eventually see? I mean, the director, it all changes, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, how is this put on the page? And number two, where where are the little nuggets that didn't make it in the film that if I read them, I get to go into the mind of the creator and expand the universe because we never got to see this part, but it's still kind of canon because it cool. all came from their right. mind. And this screenplay is insane. There are two full chapters that are axed wow. from, from the movie. There are a bunch of deleted scenes and almost every choice is like 
I'm so glad you deleted that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's yeah. lots of interesting shit. Yeah. I, I encourage all Kill Bill fans to go and read I the screenplay. It. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's obviously a brilliant filmmaker and he has a very good awareness of how his stuff is coming across. Uh, it's funny. I think this is one of his most unrestrained movies in both a good and a bad way. Like, uh, like you compare like the, even the soundtrack of, of Kill, Bill, Kill Bill to Pulp Fiction. In Pulp Fiction, there's like a vision for the soundtrack, whereas I find this is like literally it's like anything he was feeling at that time fits and it works. Uh, but I, I like this movie for like examining Tarantino because it's just I think it's him most unfiltered. I agree. This totally. is the third film. No, the fourth film by Quentin Tarantino, as it says in the in the opening crawl. And uh, it is just. There's a like we've talked about before. There's like arcs for directors where first they do something original and then they kind of find their voice and then eventually later in their career they become like a crystallized version of themselves, which is just like a, a character, like a character yeah. of themselves. But I feel like this is the movie where it's like he's just letting loose. He has found his voice, um, but it's still not like I don't know, boring. Yeah, it's certainly not boring. You really get to see like who he is and where he stands in his comedy and where he stands in his like really terrifying and deep scenes. And this movie, I feel, flows really well with balancing all of that. Mm. There's definitely points in this movie where I'm like grinning ear to ear, so excited, mm. like the katana fight scene. Um, but there's also some really dark scenes like the rape scene and the whole anime sequence. Oh, yeah. Goosebumps. So. Like, yeah, those are my favorite bits. I think like her, I think this movie is really good at not making you like anybody, but making you hate people very quickly. And so <laughs> yes. like that rape sequence, I think is like, it's great because like that's the most I felt about the humans in the movie. I was right. like, just fucking kill them. Yeah, like, just yeah. fucking kill them. Oh wait, wait, wait! I, which sequence? Which which rape sequence? Oh, are you talking about, about the hospital one? The hospital. Yeah. I thought for a second you were talking about the Oren's origin story anime one because she didn't get raped. Well, she infilt. She got uh, she Matsumoto infilt- because yeah. he was a pedophile, though. Right? Yeah, I guess but so. She yeah. was on top of. Him I when think she the implication him. is that well, maybe they were. Yeah. But she put herself in that situation. Yeah. So right. But it, whatever. Either no, but way. Yes, David. I totally agree with you. And yeah. when she slices that Achilles tendon. You're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw this movie. I think I was like in grade seven. And it was kind of too much at the time. At the I time, remember because yeah. that shot, it's not the goriest shot. You don't actually of see. the hospital a, guy? Yeah. When she cuts the Achilles tendon, you don't, don't actually see a bunch blood. of blood or anything. No. But you yeah, see a... the sock cuts yeah. open and the elasticity of the sock makes it spread. And it's yeah. just... Uh, you yeah. can just feel that there cut. are a ton of little shots like that yeah. that just give like tiny little details Impression. the thing that stuck in my mind was uh, in the first fight scene when the bride is attacking um, Bernita Green Bernita Green and they're they're kind of like they both have knives and they're kind of at a standoff after they fought fought a bunch and uh, Bernita is like backing up and she kicks something like it it cuts down to a, co- a shot of their feet and she just kind of kicks something out of their way as they keep going and yeah. I'm just like it was uh-huh. just like a little tiny yeah, detail yeah, yeah. that just adds yeah, it was so the, much. F- the fight when uh, the bride gets flipped into the glass and like as she gets up, she's like, like her hands. I was going to say that. It you felt never, so real. You never yeah. see that in movies. People yeah. go through windows and they're just fine. But yeah. she has all these like little yeah. cuts on her yeah. hands. And, and it looked awesome. like she was in real pain. It really brings you into yeah. it. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that fight because. Yeah. That's the oh. best fight in the movie. It's within the first so five minutes or something. And it's immediately brutal. Like open the door and then you're, you're getting thrown (laughs) against a wall. Yeah. But the intro, the intro music to that, that's the first time that we're introduced to the eyes. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's just such a big Tarantino thing. It's funny too. In the screenplay, it's like, there's a Shaw Brothers style zoom into the eyes and then it plays her caps lock revenge theme. You're going to hear this every time she's about to whip ass. Feels so so good. good. Yeah. It's funny though. I think like kind of going back a little bit to the violence thing. I get why some people can't, reconcile violence with the campiness of this movie because mm. for some people if you're not desensitized the violence is so shocking that it's hard to take like 
the kind of silly revenge theme and reconcile that with something that made you feel so sick. Right. So for I, I get for some people why it's hard to put those two together, but when you're desensitized like us old fucks, um, <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah, it all fits. See, it's I, all yeah. There. I guess I would be interested to see because this came out in 2003, so I'd be interested to uh, yeah, I know right. I'd be interested to see to look back and see how people reacted when it first came out because like I I watched a movie like this in 2021 and I'm like ah oh, this is I mean the violence here isn't that bad you know like it's pretty like there's sprays of blood it's and stylized stuff. yeah totally. but it's like super stylized yeah. and it kind of seems cartoony the whole time so i'm just like okay it's an action movie there's yeah. bad you know the people are getting killed people are getting sliced kind of weird how i just i'm just realizing it's not now a big deal that the action kind of ramps up because that first fight scene which chronologically is actually after or yeah. but the, when she's fighting uh copperhead yeah. when the screenplay is called cobra for some reason mm-hmm. um it, that's a, I, I think a really realistic fight scene. It's yeah. like super. It's actually like that Black Widow versus uh, her sister fight scene. Or like no, right. for much with love. It's just like very contained and claustrophobic. Like they don't have much room to do stuff. And, yeah, and just they're just using the resources of like a yeah. suburban household. Yeah. It definitely seems a bit more, a bit larger than life because they're like bit. kicking each other and they go flying across the room. Yeah, and stuff. That's they're true. also assassins and but, the sound yeah, effects. Yeah, the sound yeah. design is like. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's over the top. There's but so compared many... to later on when she's like standing on someone's shoulders, yeah. backflipping off like and cutting lift, in half, lifting a person yeah. up, easily. walking oh on railings, yeah. Like, yeah, jumping up a it, story. It literally just turns into a, like a live Superhero. action anime yeah. at the it, end. But it, yeah. it's thing of him. It doesn't though. It doesn't turn in, into kung fu hustle. It still has like, maybe it's just because of its gore and the tone and the way it's shot. It still is yeah, like not a it's still like, on earth. Yeah, there's not a ton of like wire work or whatever where people yeah. are like running through the air and stuff, but she does lift a grown man up on a katana. When she no jumps problem. up a story. Yeah. yeah. Although yeah. that is No, her opponent her opponent jumps no, up no, the story. No, well no. she she jumps up to the banister and then like she can yeah. jump like twenty oh, feet, yeah. but then she can't pull herself she up. Jumps, that annoys the fuck out of me. She jumps a little yeah, that she's <laughs> well, women have a leg higher. strength. <laughs> 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 I've heard. Mm-hmm. They're lighter. I, They're I don't, they have hollow I don't bones. want to get into it now, but I really do want to delve into that fight because I think it's really overrated. Um, so a fun way to put into perspective how gory this movie is: they use 450 <laughs> gallons of oh fake blood. Jesus okay, so, so much. Is this yeah. true or not? That like this this trope of having blood just gush out of people when they get cut with a samurai sword. That trope in like samurai movies is based on an, a, an accident. I don't know. I, don't know. I so like w- one of the things I read was like. Uh, the trope happened because on one of these early famous samurai movies, they did a slice and there was a blood balloon about that was supposed to kind of like gush blood, but it like gushed way more than they expected. And it yeah. just went, and after that, it became no like thing. a big thing to do. Yeah, maybe, cool. but I would. Because that's just, not how the human body works. I don't know anything about <laughs> Japanese literature. You but don't I'm, cut off somebody's head or, or arm yeah. and it just like, it's like a fire hydrant. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's just comes from manga. Right. No. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really anime thing. thing. Yeah. I love, I love that moment though when uh, she cuts off Sophie's arm. I think that's a great moment. And then for the rest of the fight, you just see her like crawling away. <laughs> it's like a little silly. It's like, oh, she has half an hour to like, and she moves six feet. But yeah, uh, I think it's hilarious. Well, you try she'd escaping. She'd be, she'd be weakened. She'd be yeah. dead. Yeah. And then she's alive. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Here's a weird window into Tarantino's. Uh, mind. I don't want that. He's a <laughs> yeah, get me a window out. <laughs> he, he's not just a screenwriter and director. He, he's a writer. He's written novels. Yeah. Uh, check out this paragraph from that fight scene with Copperhead. Uh, you, you know when they go into the shelf. This is actually the detail written on this in the screenplay. An ornamental iron and tempered glass bookcase that has framed family photos, display toys, some African art, and some collection of painted commemorative plates dictating 
<laughs> no, depicting the Negro experience in the American military. What the fuck? Starting with a plate featuring Crispus Atkin in the Atkins in the Revolutionary War, Negro troops in the Union in Union Blue during the Civil War, Buffalo soldiers fighting Indians, the Jim Crow troops of the First World War, the colored troops of World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and finally Colin Powell. He just oh jumps oh at any opportunity to use borderline words. He just is like <laughs> He'll take any chance he has to say, like, Quentin. That, yeah. This yeah. is one of the well, only movies where he doesn't actually say. You don't say, like, that like, a hard. Not the soft version of the N word in 2003. That's uh, not cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. The C word? What's that? What, what are you talking about? Uh, like, <clears throat> what? Oh, oh I yeah. <laughs> did he say uh, that? When did they say that? The soft version. Well, this is just on the page. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the, the script. The, yeah. Brow- oh. the bride so and the house. Yeah, the, bri- the bride and the housewife. Crash through all this, reducing everything to rubble. That's it. What's the <laughs> like symbolism there? Well, I read that, and then when I, I watched it after, and I was like, yeah, it's all there. there there's a little plate. Like, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, looking at this movie with the uh, 2021 lens, it is a bit strange that, uh, I don't know, the black woman gets killed first, and it's the shortest part of the movie, but I it's mean. It's the best fight in the whole movie. Okay. But like, like, Riley, like I said, that's the 2021 version of like me like looking at this stuff because I've been made more aware, but like. In 2003, people weren't really thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I think me. that's like, stop it. Okay. Stop yeah, that, it. that didn't bother me at all. Oh, what? That didn't bother you, David? No. Oh, I have I'm being the, the, use, I'm, the unnecessary use of like racial slurs yeah, in his script yeah, yeah. just because he loves to be no, no, edgy. No, for sure. That bothers me. Fuck, I thought, fuck I, that okay, guy. I'm being the woke guy this time. Okay. All right. I have a question. <laughs> okay, so during this fight scene, uh, Vernita asks the bride if she wants a cup of coffee after mm. the daughter comes in, right? And um, after Vernita shoots her with the Kaboom serial gun, uh, yes, the, sick. <laughs> the bride kicks the cup of coffee. Do you think she accepted the cup of coffee because she was assuming that this was going to happen because oh, no. she kicked it right at her head? No. And it's well, also a hot cup of coffee. Where else was she just resourceful? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, fair. that's just like self defense. Did the I think. physics of it make sense to you? For me, the angle, it looked like the cup would have gone like almost straight up. Are we worried about physics? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am concerned about physics. Considering all of the jumps in this yeah. movie, I'm yeah, not sure if physics. Fair. I'm interested in how this scene characterizes the bride because this is really like the really the first scene we get with her because we're about to watch this movie where she goes and just kills myriad people. Right. And And the, we need to be on her side. This yeah. The setup is like, okay. She's pregnant and they screwed her over. And now yeah. she has license to do whatever. So what are the limits? And so we're given limits here. I have no no intention of killing you in front of your child, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, this is where establishing so, the bounds, right? Right. It's a great it's a great character defining scene because we need to be on her side because she's the hero. But at the same time, I you as you come to learn who she is, you're like, okay, she's an assassin. She's not necessarily a great person herself, but these assassins have some sort of internal morality and like some like some guidelines for how they yeah. do things. Like yeah. later, later we see Bill calling off, uh, poisoning her in her sleep because he's like, that would lower us. That would lower us in in whatever system of morality they uh, abide by. Mm-hmm. But there is a system there. Yeah, and they describe this code throughout the movies, and yeah. it's like one of my favorite parts of the world really building. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. So in this first in this first scene with with Vernita Green, they're like she's like, I would, I wouldn't kill you in front of your daughter because that would be bad. But I will kill you, even though you have a family and you know, blah blah. blah. So that's an interest. Like I, I th- what did I write down? I'm like, okay, she's not your typical movie hero here. She's yeah. like a bad person, basically. But we're going with her on this revenge story. I, I really love exactly. Okay, this is exactly what she says. It's mercy and 
mercy, compassion, and forgiveness that I lack, but right. not rationale. And I yeah. was like, that's such a beautiful way of describing, like, mm -hmm. she cares, yeah. but she also wants to get back whatever her right. revenge. And she I love says that line, to yeah. Copperhead, like, it, this is not even. We wouldn't be even if I killed you. We'd be even if I killed you, then I killed your daughter, then I waited for your husband to come home, and then I killed him. Right, And right. then so that, again, is setting up the whole, like, yeah. you know, that side of the revenge scale of what she's kind of owed in this movie. Yeah. yeah. According to some system. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because when the, okay. she, she kills Copperhead and then she goes, oh no, Nakia's in here. The daughter did see this. Yeah. And you can see that she's like annoyed. Her, ba her back. She's like, ah, I didn't mean to. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Her back is to the kid and you can, she's kind of wiping the blood off her blade and you, she kind of only glances over her shoulder at her and she's like, shit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Did you, did and you then she offers her, you're yes. allowed to come and kill me. That's <laughs> yeah. part of the code. Yeah. 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 Did you catch that? She turns around, sees the daughter standing there, and she hides the knife behind her. Yeah. It's like a bloody knife that she just Pulled threw at her mom. mom, like killed her with. She's just like, oh, don't see the knife, though. Your mom is lying dead on the floor. It doesn't matter if she sees the knife or not. Yeah. It does matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. That would be way more traumatic. Whatever. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sorry. I think, I think that still not, continues to show like her compassion, though. She because she would have a child, right? Walk, so she's kind of trying to balance that. You walk thought. into your kitchen. You're four years old. Your mom is lying dead in a pool of blood on the floor. Clearly, just killed by this person. That's what bad. does it matter if you see the knife or not? That's worse. That's just another image in your mind. You don't want that. I just feel like. Not only that, but she's already seen the knife. But like, even regardless, if it, she probably saw her flinging the knife at her, even if you think that we don't know that, but even if you think the calculus doesn't work out, it at least shows us that, that she cares that the bride cares no, no, yeah, and yeah, her yeah. reflexes to conceal it. Sorry, I'm like in. I'm glad it's in the movie. It's just a funny moment because I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And it, to me, it just kind of like underlines the like. Sorry, it doesn't make any sense in the external world, in the real world. In yes. internally, I it disagree. makes lots of sense because yeah. it characterizes her as yes, we you know, it's another thing that that confirms that she cares about something. She has a system of morality that involves oop. Don't want to show yeah. this kid the knife that I used to kill her mother in front of her. I do like the way that it's just like, it's an example of how the movie is just so efficient with its characterization. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. have that yes. much time to spend building up these characters, but it does like these little things like the the sheriff that has the four sunglasses on his back. Yes! Like that communicates so much about him <laughs> yeah. with no time. That song yeah. playing yeah. with that shot, yeah. oh, you're like, oh now this guy yeah. has an entire backstory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's amazing. And another one is when... Uh, Cottonmouth or California Mountain Snake L Driver with the eye patch check is putting the like poison needle into her IV about to like end it all yeah and she even puts her thumb on the plunger yeah. she yeah. is about to squeeze this deadly liquid into her veins and even and then when the phone rings she stops immediately yeah even at that point she stops immediately yeah, and it just it that is world building yeah. right yeah. it's right. like whatever it is if Bill calls you it doesn't matter you could yeah. be yeah. mid reload you stop immediately and talk to Bill yeah. I think that is so cool that's pretty cool I, I like the little characterization things that are like uh, this knife example to me is like funny. It's like part of and maybe not everyone thinks that's funny, but like I feel like part of the what Quentin is really good at is uh, having these like violent, uh, ridiculous characters and horrible situations that are just kind of so ridiculous that they end up being like they seem otherworldly. And I think that they're more comfortable to watch because you there's this disconnect with reality and the knife thing and like another one is the the, the fact that L Driver 
changes into this nurse outfit and she goes through the trouble of getting a different eye patch with a cross on it. <laughs> well, even yeah, and, she and walks so, in with the most like striking outfit I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Like, I'll never forget that outfit. So like she's going to assassinate someone. Like you want something inconspicuous. Yeah. Like that's stupid. It's like these are it's these little things that make me like hate the movie but love it at the same well, time. Well, because that's just all homage, right? Like, yeah. Totally. Like yeah. whatever happens in this movie, it's also from a seventies TV show. That's right, that's right, fair. right. And yeah. I think a lot of like the cartoonish aspects really bring out the actual realistic like feelings and emotions that the characters have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fair. I think like this movie has a wavelength, and if you're not in tune with it, it all seems out of sync, but like you're right. Like those costumes, the weird, unbelievable things. Like that's all part of this cartoon reality. Yeah, and that maybe this is something we should. I don't know if we've really uh, said this or not, but like this, this movie, this entire movie is like a huge mashup of genres and like references to tons of other things, right? And so it's like the beauty of it isn't so much that Quentin made and like made this super original idea. You know, it's like it's it's a revenge story. It's an exploitation movie. It's a samurai movie. It's a western movie. It's yeah. like. And and he just kind of took all of these references and these different genres that are like I mean arguably sort of the same genre but different facets of the same kind of archetypal story and mashed them into this kind of uh, new Western or um, you know Western society is what I mean. Yeah, it's sort like of a- thing with a with a white blonde hair protagonist instead of a. Uh, You're so woke today. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, no, I just mean like it's a samurai movie. It's normally Japanese yeah. guys. The Western movies were normally white guys. It's, yeah, you know, right, but in 2003, a, it was a badass chick movie. Right, It's right, a homage so. collage. A homage oh, collage. Oh, I like it. The homage collection. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's honestly one of my favorite mov- things about this movie is the the intensity with which this strong female character is pursuing an end. And I just love... I mean, whether it's a female or a male or whatever, whoever character, I love seeing that scene where she's sitting in, she's made it into the pussy wagon and she's sitting in the back of the, of the, of the truck and she's just like staring at her, at her toes and being like, just willing them to move. And I just, every yeah, time I see something like that in a movie, I'm just like, yes, like, yeah. girl, just believe yeah. in it. Just make it happen. With the flashback halfway through the scene to yes. kind of contextualize yeah, things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have an, okay. I have another question. I didn't hear this in like any of the podcasts that I listened to, like regarding this movie, but the pussy wagon, Mm. I feel like it's a way of her, like kind of taking something back. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like using the tools of the men who have uh, used her. Yeah, And and she's regaining her her strength inside of it. And she's taking it to her next murder. Like, right. It's the, it's the method that she's using to go and deliver her vengeance. Yeah. Do you guys feel like they say, or like show the name pussy wagon too many times? I feel like it was the first time I said, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's fucking funny. And then it's like, uh huh. I think it's twice. Yeah. You see oh, it yeah. on the tailgate and then you see it well, on the you keys. See the, you see it in the key first, then the tailgate, then on again on the keys. You just have the keys twice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then on the keys and then again on the tailgate. Yeah, we didn't so need like, to see the keys the second time. I think you see it four or time. five times. And it's like, I get it. Like, people need to see it, I guess. But it felt like, I don't know, the, the power of it had gone away by the mm. the last time that I'd seen it. Well, it is all over the truck. So it's like any time yeah, now we see it driving. You, show the truck. you know, yeah. they censor it on TV. They, they somehow alter it to party wagon. Yes. Oh, my Party wagon. That's hilarious. That truck actually in one of the. I guess I'll do this now. In one of the deleted chapters, that truck gets shot up. Oh, there's a cool. there's a like a car chase that ends up in this big suburban fight where they're fighting in some random suburban house, and uh, that car gets all blown up by Gogo's sister. Oh. So Gogo, oh. yeah, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so remember when? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Remember? Stupid. Remember when she goes into the 
what's it like the house of blue leaves or whatever where yep where uh that's the restaurant ishii is mm-hmm. yeah and she's kind of outside the door and then oren hears her and like throws a dart on ninja style and like goes through the <laughs> paper wall and like almost hits her yeah and then gogo goes outside to see if anyone's there and she's in the rafters yeah, yeah. waiting right the super <laughs> ninja so in awesome. the screenplay this is way worse uh oh. instead of being on the roof or on the ceiling she's uh wearing a kimono sitting at the bar like she just got all the way to the bar oh, somehow yeah. and is being inconspicuous and but go comes out with her sister and like her, the entourage of oren is introduced as having these two badass bodyguard sisters oh, yeah. <laughs> and then so this character basically just got completely cut but um what happens is that sister leaves like with sophie when sophie leaves and then isn't there when all the slaying happens and after oren dies then the next part of the movie instead of ending there then uh this sister wants revenge and oh. they have this big fight scene and then after, like, uh, she thinks she, the bride gets shot like five times in that, takes refuge in a treehouse and then a tree house. and then gets like sewn up by some random nurse and then the movie ends. That and is that is necessary. so much worse yeah. because you're trying to take out the deadly vipers. You take out a deadly viper and then there's a bunch more movie where one of her like underlings fights you. Yeah. So there's stupid. way too many. Yeah, way, th- that that would be way too many. It's a deeper exploration of like vengeance and like how your acts beget more acts against you. Like, right. but it's so it's a it's, side quest. Yeah, it's so side it's in quest the video game. game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, apparently, some people think there's a bit of an homage to that whole chapter where I think I think um, she's like driving an ice cream truck or something. The, the woman, Gogo's yeah. sister. And when um, Pussy Wagon rolls up to Copperhead's house in the suburbs, you can actually hear ice cream truck. Jingles, oh. so that's supposed to be her like tracking her. Mm. Maybe well, you said it's in the video game. Is there a video game? No, 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 saying, no. Like theoretically, it's <laughs> a joke. No. The extended universe, because no. like you'd think they would make a video game out of this. Yeah, you it, can make it, a video it's game. A, it's essentially a video game. It's like yeah. more video game than movie. I mean, after she wakes up from the coma, I guess. No, you'd have like a quick time event. <laughs> press press F to will your yeah. your toes to move. Yeah. Okay, I, I have some more things I want to say that I love about the movie. Wait. Uh, the anime section that came yeah, out. No, honestly, I completely forgot. Same. Also, a homage. It's a whole ten minute so good. anime section, and he got a real anime studio to do it. I think produ- production IG or yeah. IG production or something. It might Is be it? my. F- I think it's like the best fight scene in the whole movie. It might be the anime one. Well, I think it honestly it has, like, the rhythm and the flow and the kinetic energy that everything yeah. else is lacking, buddy. It it totally. <laughs> 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 I hit the D spot. <laughs> David's spot. Oh, and um, it's also super intense. It's yeah. it's useful because it makes you know you can go even larger than life yeah. and even more gory. And yeah. the when the little girl is under the bed and then the blood, uh, yeah. the blood starts soaking the mattress and then dripping on her face. Yeah. That's like almost too much for me. Yeah, well, I was, honestly, the rain when it starts raining yeah, blood on her, I was like, oh, okay. Honestly, I was just so grateful that he showed the restraint because I, th- I assumed when he threw the mo- mother on the bud- bed, it was gonna be a rape thing. And me too. Yeah, uh, and I was just grateful he just killed her. Yeah, I was like, I'll take. I was the like, blood. thank you. I'll take All the right. Blood. Yeah, this is <laughs> slightly better than I guess. So. I'm actually really happy that he did this anime style instead of like actually mm. recording something. Mm. It just it was more it was more easily takeable. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, watching I, an eleven-year-old mount an old dude and then kill him yeah. in real life would be pretty. That would be. Strange. And it just next leveled the movie too. It was totally. just like audience were like, "What the fuck yeah. am I watching?" A hundred percent. I was just kind of like that made me way more interested. I think because at that point I was kind of like, "All right, we're gonna go on this revenge thing. Here we go." Blah blah. blah. And it's like, oh, just kidding. Let's take a ten-minute detour and talk about uh, Oren's backstory. I think I was just surprised that it was like literally anime like i expected i expected a western film studio maybe to 
do something like approximating like okay yeah, we're gonna yeah, have yeah. sort of like Why a slideshow i don't know i mean i i the smart I, move i like that they it's just literally just like it's anime you know what yeah. also right. is cool is the way that they fall into the anime it's not that jarring actually because you've got a shot that looks like an old freeze frame of oren on a roof with a rifle oh, yeah. live action and then on the left and right thirds of the frame, you get like a anime portrait of Boss Masamoto and it's, or somebody else. Yeah. You get, so they have like this like mixed media yeah. thing and then it cuts into the anime and right. it just totally works. So smooth. It also uh, functionally serves as a way to kind of like get you used to the idea that we're going to be seeing limbs chopped off and blood spraying everywhere. Yeah. I feel like if they went right from the first fight into samurai fights and like super super stylistic it'd be a bit jarring but because we're kind of like it's it serves as a bridge into that new uh, you know form. what else does that <clears throat> yes freaking sword yeah from okinawa the sword is is so much in this movie they right. take their time so much yeah. building up the sword I, I love that i love that i tolerate it you tolerate, I tolerate it. what i don't love the sword stuff i think it's like okay the, the i was just like, i'm like he's like Oh, you're gonna break me, make, make me bro- break my my oath and make another sword. I'm like, no, nah, dude, just give a sword. <laughs> just what are you talking about? Yeah, he made an oath. He's changed his life. He used to be this master of of death, and now yeah. he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that anymore. And yeah. then, and well, then he breaks it when he could just give her a sword. Oh, this is no, you don't, no, good, but that's no. not that's not proper. <laughs> it's no, it's not pro- that, that that would not characterize Bill either. This is the best because she, this guy's coming out of retirement because it's Bill. And it's a surprise to her because she says, just give me one. He's like, hey, these aren't for sale. She's mm-hmm. like, no, I said, give me. And he's, yeah. and then he says, you can sleep downstairs. This is going to take me a month to build, to make it for I you. Love, yeah. I love the moment. And it like really, it, it, it indicates to the audience how important this is and how seriously they all take it. Like uh, she, she tells him he has an obligation to make her this sword yeah. because Bill was his student. I like that. And he takes a second, he walks over and writes Bill on the yeah. window, which is no. super, super no, cheesy. you guys, you guys. It's so bad. When the bride goes back to wipe it off the window, though, there's so much significance to her yeah. Yeah, wiping yeah. off the no. little last that's like bit. A theater, like, that's oh, like I'm a high school theater play it, move. It, it was, I hated it. It was really cheesy. I, I tolerate, I think that's, I tolerated that. Yeah, there is because I was really like, cool, but. All right, we're kind of like venturing into this like cheesy old Japanese samurai uh, genre here for a second. So I was like, okay, I'll give him it. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to go and have this cheesy moment of writing. I, I think window. it's an homage. But after he yeah. does that, after he does that, he immediately is like, it will take me a month <laughs> to make the sword. Because as soon as he learns, oh, it's Bill, cha- it changes everything. And he like, I love how people in these worlds of assassins and stuff just kind of like know stuff. You tell them a detail and they just know exactly. Yeah, like back yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. He's speaking English the whole time with her at the sushi bar. And then when she, she starts revealing how much Japanese she knows, it's like he just cuts the crap and he just yeah. goes yeah. full fluent Japanese. Oh, I love like, that moment. We're yeah. on this level now. He's playing this like dumb American or whatever. Yeah. And then she cuts it at a certain point. And she's like, I came to see a friend. And he's like, or I came to see someone. In a, I come okay, to and visit a man. Yeah. And he's like a friend. And she's like, not a friend. And he's like, oh, who? And he, she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, Hattori Hanzo. Hanzo. Hattori Hanzo. And he's like, <gasps> and that's the moment where things kind of like. In the screenplay, condense. actually, uh, he's chopping sushi and he go, he like looks up because she said his name. Yeah. And then his his hand enters the frame and it, he has a bloody finger because he, he he was so surprised he cut himself <laughs> while cutting the <laughs> I'm glad I'm that's not, cut. I'm not, I'm not mad they cut that out. Yeah. yeah That'd be a good a little, joke in an anime. He, he like, yeah, he takes the blood into his mouth there. But I think it's cool when she goes upstairs, like this 
this ethereal music is playing and the reverence, the time taken, yes. like the screen time taken, like a solid 40 seconds of her just looking at these yeah. swords. And they yes. are majestic And then swords. she goes to, she reaches out and then brings her f fist close to her mouth like, oh, I couldn't possibly touch one. And then he invites her to. <laughs> and then, and so it goes, it's like kind of a dance. It's like this way and then that way, right? At first, she's just like in awe of his work. She respects him. But then when she picks it up and then she, first she just opens it a bit and then she opens it with a big flourish and he can see that She's also a master. Yeah. Throws the baseball. Which was real. Did you That's know they cool. really That's did really that? Cool. What? what? Yeah. Do you mean? yeah. They What's really pitched a baseball at her. It wasn't Uma Thurman. It was her okay. her yeah. stunt double, uh, have, Zoe Bell. Oh, yeah. She's the uh, one in Death Proof. Yeah. Oh, that what? was too dangerous. <laughs> what? what was too dangerous? Oh, the baseball, not driving the car where she got injured for the rest <laughs> oh, of her life. <laughs> they I'm just so yeah. impressed that Zoe Bell can chop a That's baseball really cool. That's so really cool. badass. For the audience, we'll discuss that in volume yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, we'll it's a whole thing. Anyways, with Uma Thurman driving the car. Well, I think Uma just couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll get to it. We'll get that no, no, he couldn't chop it. Yeah, probably not. Oh, yeah, yeah, that for would be, sure. Most people can't. But wait, Zo so Zoe Bell Actually, chopped it in half? Yes. Yeah, I imagine cool. that she didn't chop it perfectly in half. Who knows? That would be hard. You never know. Okay, anyways. They she got have a Tori Hanzo sword, so. How fucking badass are katanas? <laughs> <laughs> literally never really... Acknowledge katanas before. I've never played video games that use katanas, yeah. but like watching this movie is like, I want to see and feel a real katana. Oh, I'm kind man. of ashamed to say that I had a phase uh, in college where <laughs> I, I actively sought for like a month. I was trying to buy a Kill Bill sword I, for so long. I sought out the real Hanzo Hazori. Uh, I was trying Hanzo. to get it. There was a bunch of like Hattori cheap Hanzo. ones on eBay that were too cheap and shitty, yeah. and I wanted like a good one. and I I never did it. I'm so glad I didn't because I don't want to be the kind of person who has swords. Well, there's, Dude, yeah, there's zombie <laughs> apocalypse, you're you're screwed. You're it's there's over. There's so much cultural baggage about katanas that are not <laughs> not cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a katana, but yes, they are very okay. very cool. They're the ep <laughs> the best weapon. If you ever wasn't there like a Spike TV show about like historical weapons? Yeah, what, what would win in a fight? So I think white, so sharp. So you sturdy. always want that yeah. sword. Yeah, I uh, I really don't like uh. Henri Ishii's one that doesn't have the handguard. That one annoyed me. Oh, oh Ren with the, yeah. Well, that's a cool. It looks, it cool, looks really cool, and it's a beautiful sword. But yeah, it annoys me the like no practicality of it. Yeah, mm. but, but she's I mean, all I'm, about I, style. Again, I'm clearly in the wrong wrong headspace yeah, to watch yeah. this movie if I'm worried about the practicality. Of <laughs> yeah, the sword. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need a practical sword, man. She's like the number one. She's the Michael Jordan. Maybe of, she would have uh, won. Assassins. Maybe she would have won. Maybe. I just want to say that after watching that anime sequence, sequence, I actually really loved Oren. Oh, right. Oh, Ren yeah. Ish Ishii? Ishii. Ishii. Yeah. I I actually kind of started to feel a connection to her. I'm like, she's a badass woman. Yes. Just like the bride. Mm -hmm. She like cuts that guy's head off no problem. And it's like, if any of you fuckers <laughs> try to cross me, I was like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great it, it, it serves a great purpose in the movie of like creating more tension because if we just thought that she was just a bad guy and we're like, oh, she's the bad guy that we have to beat, she's the boss or whatever. But you know, it'd be less interesting, but because we've spent this time with her and she, we know her whole life's backstory, it's yeah. more like we're seeing, uh, you know, two two characters that we kind of know and love a little bit uh, fight, and that's you respect all them, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's also the kind of thing that pushes this movie more. I'm not going to say this is a feminist movie, but I'm also not saying it's just femme fatale trope, yeah, no, yeah. because the fact that all the vipers are women yeah. and they're all badass like yep. that. Well, when I think except it, for yeah, Bud. even that the character is born out of. Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino's work together. And I think that like, you can really sense that like Uma Thurman brought a lot of it 
like a lot of the character to it, and I think mm. that does help it make feel more feminist. What was the what was the deal with the? It's like based on the character of the bride by Q and U That's or something. Quentin, Quentin and Uma. Yeah. Uh, they, Yuma. they started talking about it on Pulp Fiction. I was yeah, like, what's the who's Fox Q Force and Five U? concept. Yeah, yeah, that's and weird. then she got pregnant, so he had to wait yeah. for years. Yep. Oh man, that Quentin, good. It's she's, your baby. She didn't really talk about her performance, but man, she is awesome. So good. She's she, great. You buy her like her fire and like yeah. drive. So you, she much. demonstrates that early with when she wakes up from the coma and feels the void on her tummy. Yeah. Oh man, and she cries. Yep. it's an insane. Yeah, that's a real ride. Well, I I had a question. When she looks at her hands, she's like, four years. What does that mean? <laughs> that's a palm reading thing. That's not a, you can't, though. <laughs> it doesn't have, okay, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. like a, that's a, it's kind of cringe, but I think it's just another like, uh, the badass just, samurai super sure, spy thing. Sure, Yeah. Sure. Okay, that was definitely a moment. Yeah, I there's was just kind of like, eh, what? <laughs> there's a cut scene. Uh, there's actually a bunch of cut scenes that were kind of shitty, but there's a cut scene from once she escapes the hospital, but before basically anything else, she goes and like suits up a bunch. She goes and buys... Her Levi's and her cowboy boots. Not it. And yeah. then she goes to a um like a weapons cache. She finds like a rock on the ground, tips it over, digs a hole. There's a cache there. Out of it, she gets like a bunch of funky weapons, like rifles that are in four pieces, and in, and a fucking sharpened boomerang, for one. <laughs> and then she goes <laughs> her face. And then she goes to a uh, safety deposit box thing and gets a bunch of cash and yeah. a bunch of passports. And it's basically just setting up how was she able to do this? Yeah, it's unneeded. So I'm glad they cut it. But at the end of that sequence, she goes to a hotel. She runs herself a bath. She she pours a bunch of shit in the bath. She gets into the bath, and then she cries. And on the page, it's really written out like a new like carriage return for each one of these. She cries for her daughter who's gone. She cries that her comrades betrayed her. She cries for the lost love of Bill. She cries for the last five years of life she's not getting back. She cries for all of that, and that is removed. Yep. And I think that's missing. I don't think it is missing. No. I think all of that when she all we need to know is they killed her daughter, and she cries in the hospital. So. So like uh, convincingly that that's all the stakes I need. Mm -hmm. And then I believe at the end of part two, we don't want to talk about volume two, yeah. but at the end of it, she has a bathroom cry okay. and I, she can cry for all those things then. That's fair. Yeah. She doesn't I need guess, to do it twice. I guess what I feel like I'm missing in this movie is like reasons to like care deeply about her because I, mm -hmm. I, I feel her loss and I sympathize, but I had a hard time like, tying myself emotionally to her and I don't feel that much about her. I feel like that's why I like part or I should say volume two. Sure. It's one movie guys. It's one movie. Eh. It's I like volume two more because I think it has <laughs> more heart. Movies. I think that's fair. Well, it's not yet. two movies. It was made as one. Yeah. yeah but what, what does that mean to say it's one movie? When it's meant to be watched together. They, they made it as one and they're like shit this is four hours. Mr. Weinstein what do I do? I guess so. <laughs> and then it's just in the, in the edit that it's two. Yeah. yeah. It's one story. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Two movies. <laughs> it's two movies, but it's sure. not like the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, the yeah, it's same so story. clearly integrated. Like, yeah, they don't. Sure. They stand on their own, but not really. Like, but, they need each other. But I think that the first one, the second half of movie one is like all fight scene. Yeah. And so you don't, you just don't have as much of the heart. And that's totally right. I mean, yeah. stuff. I would say that like I felt emotionally connected to the bride as much as I would expect to be emotionally connected to a bride in this kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that the reason I'm, you know, I give it a seven point, what did I give it? Seven five. Seven five is that I'm kind of like, it is what I would expect of a movie like this. Like, if it had more of that stuff, I would give it more points. Mm -hmm. But because it is this, you know, revenge, uh, it's, it's a 
It's a it's a ride. It's a action movie. Uh, it's exploitation. It's it's cheesy. You know, if there was if there was something that surprised me, if there was if there was something other than just kind of like uh, homages to all these genres of movies that have already existed before, then it would get more points for me. I don't think it takes much though. Like you you can do a little bit with. Or you can do a lot with a little bit, and just like a couple scenes of her doing good things, or like having like a more like intellect, not an intellectual conversation, but just like if there was feeling yeah. things that like you're watching things on screen and you're sharing her feelings, right? And there's like the cry is really good, and like that performance does carry a lot of it. But I just wish there was just a little bit more of that, like in between the fights or something, like. But I, I, yeah, I I feel as though she's still in her like anger stage. Mm-hmm. She's woken up from her coma. She's trying to get back on her feet. She's trying to get revenge. And she doesn't really have that much time to be vulnerable. Yeah, but this movie is presented non-linearly. So, like, you can go to before the death. You can go to, like, right. after. Like, you can go a million different that's places. That's a good point. We, we know when we get that is scene one of volume two. Yeah. That's see, but, fair. That's, that is but, fair. But that's an interesting point. Like, I see what you're saying here, James, where, okay, we get some of that more deep stuff and, like, philosophical kind of uh, musings and back and forth about ideologies and stuff and, uh, you know, right and wrong and morality in the second one. Uh and that's so it's all one movie. So if you look at that, you're like, okay, this story has that stuff. But I think to David's point, it's a non you have this nonlinear structure. So you could just kind of like take some of that and put it over here yeah. if you really wanted to, to kind of make it a more evened out experience. But if you watch them back to back as one movie, it's that's all going to be there. And that's I guess. that's fair. Like, are, we are reviewing it separately. And so, like, I don't want to be like, oh, well, they fixed it in the second one, but like, they do. And so it's, yeah. it's hard to criticize it as well. Right. There's some more bullshit they got rid of at the beginning uh, where. Uh, basically after she gets shot in the head instead of it just going like the fourth film by Quentin Tarantino and just playing that sweet cover song it the camera goes around to all the different bodies in the church and she goes that's my best friend Janine from work that's uh, Arthur's best man so and so that's the reverend Mr. Hillside that's his wife and like all the innocent people that they killed but again they they cut it because it doesn't matter no. All that matters is really her. It's hard yeah. though because you're right. It doesn't matter in terms of like the the overall idea, but it might matter for the impact. And it's like that that could have been a scene where like all of a sudden you're like you're invested into her humanity more, uh, and that might have helped like my, per, my personal experience. And I, I think you're right. Intellectually, it's not lacking, but yeah, that I, I just I wanted that on this rewatch. I mean, they still show the bird's eye view of all the dead people. So you really do see the massacre. Obviously, you don't get to hear her side of mm-hmm. how she feels about all of it. Um, but at the same time, you see the sheriff come in and it's like those other people don't really matter. She's the only person, the only character that matters mm-hmm. in this story. And then and then he just goes over to her and sexualizes her. Yeah. Which, oh, it makes me... Hate him I mean, more. yeah, it's like I feel like that's another thing in this movie where it's just showing that people are just trash. I mean, yeah. I I feel like the the men who take advantage of her when she's comatose are like so cartoonishly evil. Yeah, I'm just like, but I, you know, I'm like, oh, this probably happens somewhere in the world, you know. But I'm just like, oof, this is weird. No. Humans, we suck. What's interesting because like <laughs> it's like the the best tool you have, I think, for characterization is like to compare. And so, mm. like, we already know she's a bad person, but next to these fucking, like, human yeah, trash bags, for she's a sure. fucking hero. Yeah, hero of material. It, we need to see how, yeah. like, horrible yeah. these people are. And more, more you know, even the sheriff, uh, we need to see how horrible everybody is in the world. And so that we go into this not thinking that anyone deserves forgiveness yeah. or that anyone deserves a nuanced take on, like, you know, what happened. No, 
everybody deserves to have their limbs chopped off yeah. and, and impaled and whatever, yeah. except a <laughs> couple of head picks. Except for the last guy that she's that she's was spared. fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh, the guy she spanks. Yeah, like, that wasn't intended. Oh really? Wait, what? I, I heard. I read something that Tarantino was like, yeah, she wasn't supposed to like keep anybody alive, but I think it had to do with just that particular actor who he showed up on set that boy. day. She's like, she just couldn't kill this that kid. That was so yeah. funny. It was so funny. Just Go like, home to your mother. That's what you <laughs> yeah, get yeah. for <laughs> fucking with Yakuza's. Go <laughs> home to your mother. <laughs> Yakuza's. <laughs> he like runs. Uh, yeah. Back to the hospital you. scene, though, uh, in the in the how it's done uh, category of this movie. I love when uh, Buck is like describing the rules of what this guy can do to her while she's passed out, and then he's like, "Oh, this chick's cooch get dried as a bucket of sand." So, and you like the nasty. There's this close up on the Vaseline. So and there's like all those hairs stuck to it. It's so gross. So disgusting. <laughs> And then, uh, and then when the the music in this movie is so amazing, man. I don't know if it's a lot of it has got to be original score, hey? A lot of it's. I, I think um, so. No, a lot of it's original score for other movies that are like the well, inspiration. But for then this. there are some original stuff okay. by RZA. But they didn't put that in the movie. I thought. Of the, did they not? The RZA stuff didn't make it in. What do you mean it didn't make it in? Do you remember any hip hop in the movie? No, he didn't. It wasn't hip hop per he se. Played, but he wrote hip hop for the movie. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, oh, okay. I, I we thought I was fact check. I thought the stuff that Brizzo wrote didn't make it. Oh, okay. what I was gonna say is that might be true. I saw a thing about him talking about that it's in it's in the movie, but I don't know. The iconic song of L whistling <clears throat> that kind of turns. It starts off with her whistling, and then it turns into like orchestral, and it just ramps up yeah, in intensity, cool. intensity to the point where she's waiting there with the door, like waiting for the guy to walk in, and it, it's. Just with that sound, and then they make it like slow motion with their shitty frame rate, and it's oh my god, <laughs> it's just so intense. Yeah, it's and when intense. it goes to that like fake slow motion or whatever, yeah. like the choppiness where they like, I, I'm always like, it's did they mean to do this? It is. It's homage. Okay, I hate it. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's what it would have been like in a 70s, 60s it's so movie. So jarring. I agree. I found it a little bit distracting. Some of the some of the homage stuff, it's hard because like I get intellectually why it has to be there, but it does in, uh, lessen my involvement as a modern viewer. Mm. But I yeah, like that's it. the problem with any heavy <laughs> yeah, I, like I like a lot of it. I watched uh, Shogun Assassin, which they reference. Uh, they actually watch part of that movie mm -hmm. in, in in volume two. I watched that on the lead up to this, and there are so many Shogun Assassins things. Oh yeah, and, like you know when she uh, she gets done slicing some people, and then she and I just like hits her hand yeah. on their yeah, sword. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Which you're supposed to not have blood on you. Just sword. knocks the blood off it. That's the samurai thing where you're like, <laughs> okay, so it didn't have that didn't have anything to do with the fact that she. Did that and then they fell? No. Oh, okay. But, uh, but uh, things like stabbing someone and then them not falling for like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. in Shogun yeah. Assassin. That's a trope. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. The, the actress who plays Gogo, she's in Shogun Assassin, right? No. Shogun Assassin's from nineteen eighty. Yeah, you're thinking uh, uh, Ninja Assassin, which mm. is a more modern movie. Right. Hey. Yeah. No, I definitely thought when she like sliced those three guys, but they hadn't fallen yet, and then she taps her blade, and then they fall. Oh. I'm like, is it supposed to be that they're like tied to her blade yeah. somehow? Uh -huh. I don't know. I. I I kind of want to go back to the music a little bit because I think for me, 70% of the music cues are fucking fire. Yeah. But there is a couple that I found just like, uh, like the, woo -hoo, woo -hoo. oh, you don't like yeah. that? I think it's just like, there's a few music cues. I'm like, oh, I'm playing Rayman Legends right now. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, with, like, is that because of subsequently? Because that song for sure after appearing in this movie was in like an insurance commercial. Yeah, it was. For sure. And when so did okay, should have known wait, they would use it yeah. for Rayman? You guys, <laughs> he actually purposefully picked that band. He heard them 
he heard one of their songs playing in a store. In a record I think, store. Yeah, a record Wait, store. Wait, sorry, which one? The, the Japanese, Japanese lady band? band? Yeah, they were, they were yeah. called the five, six, seven, eights. Yeah, the five, six, seven, eights. He heard one of their songs playing mm-hmm. in yeah. a record store, and he was like, I gotta have them. No, they're I cool. like that. I like them. So, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, in, they're in it. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome. And, and David, it's an all-female band. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought that was really cool, and like that's kind of like yeah. a, a iconic Japanese yeah. thing to have these like girl rock bands with like coordinated outfits and stuff. But I think what you were saying is that that song itself is kind of like annoying. jarring and annoying to have. Yeah, in that. And, and and sometimes the counterpoint of the music to like maybe more intense visuals or like a like a deeper buildup of suspense can work. But I just found that distracting. And I found the final showdown with uh, Oren Ishii. That song, the again, it's a Rayman Legends song. It sounded like he's like I could see a little character running on the screen. It okay, sounded so you, silly. That's not a you can't. That's not a valid complaint, I feel like. I just found that it didn't fit at all. And like I think like oh, okay. the idea of a spaghetti western song in oh. there works. And it and it builds it's the build of it is fine. It's when it gets to like the full jamminess of it, it just feels so uh not correct for right. what I and again, it's a personal opinion, what I wanted out of that. I want that fight to be taken more seriously and I felt the music was taking the shit out of right. it a little bit. You're saying the okay. songs yep. that they picked were not the right vibe, so much so that they were they have been used in these video games now. Yeah. And yeah, but, I'm not saying that they're actually using that, but that's just yeah, like yeah. what I'm imagining is a cartoon video game character right. on top of it. To these. that point specifically of that last song is, uh, you know when you're listening to like metal or something or like Radiohead and there's a part that gets so dissonant for so long that you just want it to end? Yeah. And then the release when it finally does, you're like, Ugh. That's fair. They do do that where it, it's so cacophonous and so jammy for a bit and then he slices, she yeah. slices her head and then it's like just ends. Yeah. It's, it's a hard cut. It's hard because like I, I find this movie... What I think my favorite, one of my favorite stuff is the 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 homage. But this movie, I feel like T- Tarantino was not confident in some of the homage and felt like he had to escalate it. Like even when, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this. Someone can probably correct me. He's got to make it his own yeah, for sure. Exactly. When I I really don't like the the chopping the scalp off. I like I like the scalp hitting the ground. I like the like really. I like the opposite of that. Oh, <laughs> when I it like hits the ground. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's like it's fine. It's like a split second, and then. When she's like got her moment, it's like whatever. This is very cartoony, but it totally fits. It's when the camera takes a second to zoom out. Yeah, I'm like, it's a weird. It, it's, you it's just a needed weird. to escalate this moment because like it it could be such a samurai moment of like the like final like oh, you have bested me. No, it would be really cool to stay close on her, and so we don't see the brain, but like a little bit of blood yeah, trickles down. That'd be or way cooler. And then maybe from the re- from the reverse yeah. shot, we yeah. see or that she like falls and, yeah, yeah, and we see the top of her head there. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's weird to pull back and be like <laughs> the brain. <laughs> well, I heard, okay. uh, and this might be in the screenplay, um, or yeah, the script. But I heard that Tarantino had actually wanted the bride to cut her head off completely. Mm, yeah, but then. She wouldn't have had the chance to say, "I take back what I said about." That really was a Hattori Hanzo sort. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, and I like that line. Like that again. It's just very anime, very samurai. Yeah, like, I like that. Yeah. It's just- oh, Hanzo steel. Yeah. I like when they when the Vipers acknowledge each other yeah. when they see each other, and no. that's awesome. They're like, "Hey, no. Viper." Okay. <laughs> hey, Viper. I'm ready to dive into the Crazy Eight Eight fight now. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, let me go first. Yes, please give <laughs> me the good first. As the the liker of this movie, I still am like, eh, to that yeah. whole okay. section. Yeah. Um, what I'll give it is this, because like action, prolonged action in general, I start to glaze over, sure. and like I'm too ADD, and I just can't really. And it's pay like attention. twenty minutes of her slicing people. Yeah, but I will give it this. Basically, every shot is something interesting. It's yeah. like now she's standing on someone's shoulders. Now she sh- cut someone in half vertically. 
Now she like uh, threw an axe and the guy went flying on yeah. like a dolly and it's almost everyone is something cool. I 100% mm. agree with that. I think that like that's the strength of that fight scene is like the individual moments of like, oh, she's like hitting three dudes and like there's there's like cheesy moments when like she's going, the guys are coming down the stairs and she like does the like sword between the two. <laughs> yeah. That was silly. But like you're, you're right. The, the violent moments are like really good on their own. Like all the black and white stuff. That's cool. And the cool little sound effects too that yeah. are like. Yes. like Totally. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. that fun stuff. I think what I th that fight is missing. I think is is editing. I think they should have cut it way down. But I think there's no rhythm or flow to it. It's all just like moment, 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 moment. It's not like there's like a rhythm and like an ebb and like this like this energy that's kind of being built and tension being released. There's no like problems that she's solving. She's just killing a guy, killing a guy. But right. A so guy. there's no movement through the space. It's not yeah. like she's getting closer and closer to yeah. Oren's lair. But what one element of ebb and flow that it does have is she clears the room. The boss talks to her, yeah. and then we hear the crazy 88's engines coming. Yeah, and then she has to clear that. So it yeah, but it has I, that sort of. I, I I didn't. I agree. I think that that's a good moment when you're like, oh, she's there. And, and there's like, two boss fights, two mini yeah. boss fights with Gogo, -Go yeah. and then the uh, yeah, like I just Barrel felt like the, the whole thing. And I, I guess I'm more talking on a, on a micro level, like in those individual parts. There's no like flow of her like okay, she's like going between these three people, and then she's like using the momentum to get there. It just felt like individual little like kills. Over and over and over. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think I I I can see what you're saying there, but I, I feel like there were a lot of uh, parts that had that momentum yeah. for me. Like there's one shot where she kind of like people are grouping up around her, so then mm -hmm. she runs up the, the banister. Rail. I like I like yeah. that. That was yeah. awesome. And then like kicks a guy down and yeah. he like crashes into the other yeah. people. And I was I like, man, Zoe probably actually yeah. did that. Hey, that's yeah. badass. Yeah, there are a few times where she's like she's stuck on the ground and then she kind of like stabs somebody and grabs somebody else with their feet and then she kind of like twists up and like kicks a bunch of people that way. So it's like but again, kills are chaining into each other. Sort of. I, I, I like those individual moments, but I felt like the fight wasn't kinetic in the way. Like it just... The, the the rhythm wasn't yeah. there. Like the artistic rhythm and like it's it's not that the the performance was bad it's not that their stunts were bad it's just that like it's like the the lightning was missing in that fight. I think I get what you're saying and it's hard to describe I'm not a stunt person so I don't know but like yeah yeah it's just like you compare it to like I don't know like the best fights in John Wick or Mission Impossible where it's I mean and it's a lot easier when it's a three minute fight not a twenty minute fight right but they, it's just it's all moving it's all telling a story whereas this is like all right her versus a hundred people yeah something i try to consider throughout that scene is that she's fighting like whatever 60 or 70 yeah. people she doesn't know what's going to happen next 88 i believe so like yeah <laughs> okay yeah um you're kind of just like watching her make her moves watching them make their moves there's not going to be a flow in a real like samurai yeah but it, it is fight. still a movie and it's like a samurai movie yeah and it needs i think it, like personally there, i think yeah. matrix reloaded did this way better <laughs> oh god <laughs> we are gonna watch <laughs> the that Neo yeah. versus, we are uh, going to watch that in the next couple months uh, i yeah, think yeah. also too it's just a really impressive scene to direct mm -hmm. like from that standpoint it took eight weeks which i believe is longer than it took tarantino to make all of pulp fiction oh and wow with that in mind, I I think it's an impressive scene. What do you think about the the breakdance windmilly part where she's just copping, cutting off ankles? <laughs> Not a huge Kind of silly. Yeah. I didn't I really like that like part, but I did like the part where she kind of like bends back. So she's yeah, like bending back completely cool. backwards and like slices three guys at once. Yeah. That's like that's like the, the shot that sticks out to my mind. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Oh, I, mean, I love when they get up to the top and then it's the silhouette fight. I think that's oh, a beautiful. That's pretty good. Fight. Yeah, oh, and that cool like twinkling noise. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me, that has the flow. That's like a moment where I'm like, oh yeah, this whole thing is like chained together. It's a fight. It's not a series of kills. 
Yeah. I'm a big fan of that part. I just love, I love all the shots where someone's arm gets sliced off and we just get a, like a close up on their face as they're like, ah! <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's so, pretty it's so over the top, but it also just like conveys, this is painful. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it kill Bill in my opinion. Yeah. Just like yeah. the excessiveness, but also like the emotional yeah, feel that it yeah. gives you. It, like, Overall, it's just, I don't know, it encompasses it gets your adrenaline gets the people going sure. yeah <laughs> yeah and the depth of things like going back to the hospital scene with the vaseline uh i already quoted him what he says when he hands it over but i didn't quote it perfectly he actually says <laughs> not all the time but sometimes her vagina can Ooh. be like this <laughs> and that is just makes the whole thing so much worse yeah, yeah. it's like done it enough that <laughs> Just little uh, lines like that throughout knows. the movie are just like such. But hey, when you see her crush his head in oh, a door frame, it's awesome. With no blood, by the way, which kind of threw weird. me off. Yeah, there was no blood weird. at all. I would expect there to be. We hadn't got into the uh, gruesomeness yet. Yeah. Okay. Um. But another fun fact, I guess, is also a homage to a movie or homage. Um. <laughs> a homage. It's <laughs> an homage to do with. <laughs> Ladies of the night. Um. <laughs> when he says, "My name is Buck." And I, I like, like to, to fuck. fuck. That's actually the very first line of a film called. called um, I have it in my notes here. Is it not a porno, though? No, it's not. It's mm. uh, a very old movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Toby Hopper movie called Eaten Alive. The very first line in that film is my name is Buck and I'm rearing to fuck. And so <laughs> <right>. Tarantino <laughs> took that line and was rearing. Like, it's quite a quite a line. Yeah, fuck. it is. It really uh. is. Yeah, I, no. I don't know. I feel like I like homages as much as the next guy, but when they're this explicit, like there's, if you're gonna do homages, I guess I can appreciate them being this in your face. Yeah. Like, okay, just so you know, this isn't that original of a movie. It's gonna be a bunch of homages. Yeah. But at the same time, I do take points off when I'm watching the movie because I'm like, I you know, it's, it's always inherently less interesting to me to see a bunch, like a guy being like, I really respect these old films, so I'm going to show you how much I respect them. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, but like, what's the, I don't know. It's, it's, hard, with, it's, it's fun. Hard, it's hard with this kind of thing. It's so fine line and so personal. Like, you compare it to Black Dynamite or something where it's a very similar thing. It's remixing black exploitation films right. into something new. Uh, and for me, that works way better. Like, all the jokes that are like homage to it, like specifically like uh, Boom Pole, like the being in the shot when he gets up and like, yeah. like, like the Black Dynamite scene or like all, a bunch of lines that aren't specific lines, but the, it, homage is hard because like people will recognize the feeling they might not know the specific thing but you have to be clear about it but not too clear you know it's just it's so fine line you know what the problem is is that quentin likes to do these just super on the nose mm. and like for example her suit is out of a bruce, bruce lee, lee movie game mm. of death game of, yeah. is that what it is yeah and pretty cool it's game literally of just the exact same suit yeah and i feel like i would appreciate it a bit more if it was like very similar to bruce lee's suit and so it kind of like makes us think about Bruce Lee's suit without literally being Bruce Lee's suit. Yeah, right. but like you haven't even seen Game of Death. So shut up. Well, not, <laughs> like I but but no <laughs> I think what I'm while saying while I'm is, watching this I have this knowledge and so I'm kind of like it, it's just on the nose. But you take well, points I'm, off for that? Like what? I, you would take points off for that? Like I, I feel yeah. like it just it it's still part of the movie. Like I feel like that suit isn't iconic to the Bruce Lee movie. I see people wearing costumes of that in reference to mm -hmm. Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. I think what yeah. Sarah and I are saying is if it stands alone, if you don't need to watch any of the yeah, reference movies to understand what's going on, then it's yeah. good. This is definitely something that when I learn in retrospect that uh, all of these things were homages yeah. to other movies, I'm kind of like, 
oh, that's kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, I thought that like I thought that suit was the Kill Bill yeah. suit. But it turns out it's, this other suit. Do you think it's fun in parodies like say Spaceballs when they make a ton of references to other movies? Do you take points off for that, or do you well, just like? I didn't like, like Spaceballs. <laughs> Sounds the best choice. See our Spaceballs yeah. review. I, know, I, I loved Spaceballs when I was twelve, <laughs> but when we did it on the podcast, yeah. I was kind of like, "Oh, this is great." I hate that movie great. too, but, but uh, no, I mean, like if it's a if it's a very clear parody of something, it's like okay. But even in Spaceballs, they don't. It's not the same suit. It's like um, an inspired like. Darth Helmet is wearing a, a black, <laughs> well, you know, shiny that's suit. That's a parody, But it's though. not yeah. the Darth Vader suit. It's, it's yeah, hard, yeah. though, too, with parody because, like, uh, like that's such a specific thing that is one one kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. like, you compare it to Austin Powers. Like, he has a spare... In Austin Powers, his, his ruffle look is a very specific James Bond outfit, modified. And it's, like, it's drawn from a big pool of, of things. Whereas, like, there's only kind of two iconic Bruce Lee looks. So, it's, like, they're drawing from that or the tank top with the black pants. Right. Like, so it's not as many like places to draw from to draw Bruce Lee. So it feels very like it feels very targeted and specific. Yeah. Whereas a different kind of homage could feel broader and like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like just that thing. Right. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is like when you see a reference to something, whether or not you recognize it shouldn't necessarily change how you see the movie. Like it's still think, part of the plot. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's not. I guess when I'm talking about the movie, I'm talking more about kind of like how I place the movie on the uh, spectrum of art that I respect. Sure. So like I'm watching the movie and I'm not thinking about that being Bruce Lee's suit. I'm just watching the movie and yeah. I'm like, oh, is she going to kill this guy? I'm not thinking any more about the costumes. But then in retrospect, when we're talking about it and what we liked and what didn't like, and I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, this makes me in retrospect like it a little less. I, I think back on my time with it a little less favorably. And so I'm not like removing points but it's more that just like if i knew that was a completely original thing i would just give some more points what is, I, I i find it hard with that outfit too i hear what I, you're saying I, right. i've already talked about it yeah. the the like assassins are usually inconspicuous and that's a very like mm. you're in japan and you're a tall blonde lady in a yellow yeah. jumpsuit like <laughs> also everybody she, is yeah, but gonna she doesn't want to be inconspicuous where like, she get the suit dumb. and the matching <laughs> like, motorcycle like, to get and helmet like like <laughs> yeah yeah the, I, I I just feel like it's one of those things where that's and again I'm 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 being a Riley here uh, in the world building of this movie. Stop it! It I guess it kind of works or like the logic of like these assassins w- with honor that wants like their victims to know that they're coming. Um, <laughs> but it's just like my video yeah. my video game brain is like yo change your costume girl. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's actually not even just in the world building. It's explicit when she, at the end of the movie when she's talking to Sophie in the trunk of the car. She's like, I want you to tell me everything. Then I want you to tell Bill mm-hmm. everything you told me so he knows what I yeah, know. And yeah. then I want him to know I want him to know. Yeah. I fucking love that monologue. I just, That's a good yeah, monologue. I love how we are just saying at that point, this is not realistic. If someone actually wanted to kill somebody, they would just go kill them. Yeah. They'd be sneaky Sniping, about it. Yeah, snipe them but from across. Yeah, now that's actually is... that's actually a deleted monologue from the Copperhead fight at the beginning. Okay. She oh. in the screenplay she says, like, I could have uh, what did she say? This isn't a hit. Like I could have bushwhacked you. Yeah, yeah. I could have just shot you from a that's fair from across the that's road. That's a lot of confidence to be like, I'm confident that I could take out 88 of your guards and then kill you. Exactly. I mean, there's definitely there's there's definitely a level of like, I don't care if I live or die here for sure, which is cool. Yeah, and that's why she wins in the end. Like, she gets that slash on her back and she just like pushes through it. She's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you till I die. There's an yeah. Easter egg there because um, Oren says like, you won't last five minutes. And apparently from the time she takes her sandals off to the time she actually dies, it's like four minutes, 59 seconds. Nice. That's so cool. Awesome. That's fun. So awesome. Well, well, well. 
You know, uh, you know what was jarring in that last fight is the switch to black and white. Yeah, so they did that. That's like a practical homage, apparently. So they I, they did that in the past, okay. so that you wouldn't get like an NC seventeen rating, or like you wouldn't you could do this violence, yeah, by, but still get shown on TV just because of the way the rules were. It was like a loophole, and and Tarantino did the same loophole yeah. in this one. No, oh yeah, oh, yeah, but and, it is a loophole. Like he did it so that they wouldn't rate it. We're uh, not sure. They're not sure about that. I, somebody, That's like a, I heard that yeah. that is why he did it. And in other countries, it's full color. Like in Japan, oh. it's full color. Oh, Weird. that's interesting. Yeah. I was going to say that not only does the black and white help kind of filter out the gore, mm. but also there's a lot of swaps between her and her stunt double. So it mm. kind of helps oh. keep them looking the same the whole time. Interesting. And then oh. when they go back to color, obviously it's a silhouette. So you still can't tell whether it's her or her stunt oh, yeah. double. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. I guess that's when they switch back to color. Is it? Yeah, so I, yeah, I did yeah. not notice. I've been rewatching Buffy, so I'm really noticing stunt people switches. <laughs> uh, and this yeah. this movie was very good. <laughs> I did not notice very much. Was this the movie that popularized the? Uh, it's called the Battle Without Honor or Humanity song. Bam, bam, bam. Yes. No. Yeah. Man. Again, yeah, it's like ass. that. I wish they the used movie, it more. Awesome. Well, yeah. they, in the movie, at the context of 2003, it's awesome. But because we've seen it a million times after, it's always like, huh? Yeah. yeah. But it's not the movie. So. I used to have that on a CD. It didn't get it, you stoked? <laughs> no. Really it's like did. I've seen it a million yes. times oh, parodied. I love that. that song. There's The thing is, it's only one of 10 to six songs in this movie. Yeah, that became big because of this movie. Yeah. Uh, it got me stoked for that final fight. Oh, like, yeah. oh hell yeah, let's go! It's been a while since I heard it. Was there two different Wilhelm screams in the yes. KJD fight? Okay, yes, there was. I was wondering if there that was. was just me. I only heard one. Oh, but, yeah, yeah I'm sure there was. Yeah. Those, let's yeah. talk about the sound design while we're on that. Sure, Because sure. I love it, man. There's a fly, or no, it's a mosquito in this movie. It goes right into the surround right speaker. I remember when I was a kid, that being like the first time I ever experienced surround sound. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, 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 and. Uh, it's so high in the mix because it, they, they played it while well, I watched it this time and I felt like that fucking thing was on my neck. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like right there. And then all like the, the, the impact sounds are awesome. Yeah. They are, they're over the top yeah. and kind of campy, but, Man, yeah. but they're the best version of it. Yeah. There's so many little like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. but that's like, yeah. I think that's the like in the choice. first fight she, she jumps over a sofa and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's when you notice it the first time I was like, yeah. wait, what? It kind of, I, there it's a was, cartoon? <laughs> it is. There was one thing that I noticed, okay, talking about sound design, I guess, um, is that there are a lot of campy sounds, but there's also a lot of times where sound actually like makes a huge difference. An example is when the bride is in her hospital bed and she wakes up and her heartbeat is going really, really, really fast. Mm. As soon as she hears somebody else, her heartbeat slows down and you're like, wow, she has oh. a lot of control over herself. And it just goes back to normal beep, beep. Yeah, by the time they come that. into her, into her. That's she's actually cool. triggered there by the sound of the footsteps because yeah. in the opening scene, you see Bill's feet walking on the wood of the church approaching her. And in uh, the version of the screenplay I read, she actually thinks the feet coming down the hall are Bill. And then when the men enter the room, there's actually three instead of two. And the one guy, I think it's Buck, she hears his voice as Bill's voice. Like she's all oh. disoriented. So when she's like, where's Bill? See yeah. the other guy, she, she literally thinks that he knows. Yeah. Mm. That makes yeah. sense. But they just got rid of all that yeah. shit, which I agree with. Yeah. Oh, some good good, sense, good sound stuff. Like, uh, I really like when she spots the pussy wagon and it's kind of like a triumphant sound, song. And then it cuts to the inside of the car and it cuts the song and then it's her trying to crawl up into it. 
And it's just like a, oh, it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad, but it's just like manipulating your feelings so well. And you Big just time. hear that like squeaky vinyl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it's I, good. Was, I was a little confused because she got herself into the pussy wagon, but then she was trying to pull herself further in and that was like a big struggle thing and i was like oh i feel like once you're seen, in i i feel like we've seen her accomplish other things that would require more strength than this killing uh, two people yeah exactly <laughs> and then she gets in and like we're spending a long time on her pulling herself like just like a few feet more into the thing i was like oh, oh that reminds so me the, the third pervert in the room oh. who's deleted from this movie who she kills the first guy she like i guess bites <laughs> his lip <laughs> off or something yeah. the Don't second guy down. comes in he's like waiting for his turn outside oh my god he comes in and uh she pulls the iv needle out puts it into <gasps> his temple oh, oh, wow. wiggles it around and <gasps> it literally says making his brain scrambled eggs oh my god <laughs> quentin <laughs> i can just imagine uh, it like, but that maybe we should have a but, third pervert but that wouldn't, <laughs> but that wouldn't work though because like your skull is stronger than a needle no, like, no, it, it might the, penetrate. The eye. Oh, the eye. Oh, no, no, yeah. it was the. T- it says temple. But, but then, oh, like, well, it that might is penetrate. A... But then, like, as soon as you like, try it would break. Well, it would just. No, break. but the temple goes right. In. I know, guys. I've done. Uh. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I feel like we're. Are we into nitpicks and hitpicks? Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say the the. It starts right off with this Klingon proverb. I, I looked into that. I kind of love it. <laughs> is that actually a Klingon? No. Yeah. Is it? Yes and no. It's a. It's originally it like it's it's a French ancient French kind of thing. But they do. It is in a Star Trek okay. episode. Revenge so, is best served cold. Yeah, and variations <laughs> up, upon yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. Fancier ways of saying <laughs> it when you're in. 17th I feel like it shows program. revenge is a dish best served cold. And I was like, oh, that's a saying I've heard before. And then it's like old Klingon proverb. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I didn't know what? that it was like Klingon thing. And that's that's like like this, it's there's like there's really, only one of two Star Trek references too. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I just thought it was like a tone promise of just kind of like what you're about to see. Is, like, Very. do not take it seriously. But it's like, it's cool and badass. But like, I but think it is that. This though. is not a work of art you're yeah. watching. No, no, it's 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 more like, this is cool and badass. Also, everything is a reference. Everything is right. media. That's yeah, media. Right, that's, right, fair, right, that's fair. That's fair for sure. Yeah, my nitpick when she cleans her wounds with a dirty dish towel. Ew. When did she do that? <laughs> I don't even uh, remember when, that. Uh, when she kills Copperhead? She, or she's in the kitchen with Copperhead and she's like, oh, you got a towel. And Copperhead just takes the towel that's like her dish towel on her thing and she like wipes herself and like makes like a, a bandage. And I'm like, no, you're not going to use a disgusting bacteria Well, it's an immaculate towel. house. These assassins <laughs> have been around the world. They've yeah. been cut yeah. so many times. They have, ba- you know, bacterial resistance yeah. to basically everything so there disgusting. is out there. So they're fine. Yeah, no. yeah. Oh, one thing we never talked about we didn't talk about their interaction kind of enough. I think it's so cool when she's talking to her daughter and she's like, your dog came in here and acted a damn fool. But then she, <laughs> when she disciplined, when she's like, Nakia. Yeah. Oh, just yeah, like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. I want a parent like that. It's so cool. Yeah. Oh, like even the ca- the way that the camera like goes right to her face when she snaps makes yeah. you even intimidated totally. by her. Yeah. Which it is like kind of characterizing her as a badass viper too. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think of on the, in the realm of performance? There's like a kind of, camp gravitas artifice to their the way that she talks you know she's like i went on a rampage i'm gonna kill bill anytime bitch like the way she talks is like like, it's kind of not normal yeah that was so funny yeah does she have an accent in the movie no, American accent. I don't think so. Yeah, she. Yeah, just, I don't know. It felt like it kind of slipped in and out. There was like a little bit of southern at some points, and like yeah, no, no, I think it's just kind of I like could, I, well, I mean, definitely a little bit of southern. A lot of it I'll takes place you. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't notice. Okay, I think it was. Uh, I, 
what, what were you saying, James? I, there's just the, like a the badass... way that they talk just has like this. It's, <sighs> everything's intense. Everything mm. is uh, narrowed eyes, uh, you know, and I don't know. I felt that. I, I think it might it. be in, really in volume two it. more. That's yeah. well, we'll see. Okay. When you mentioned that, though, it makes me think of this scene where they're talking back and forth about when the bride should kill Vernita. And um, the bride's like, when do you want to die? And then the girl's like, <laughs> how about tonight, bitch? Yeah, and then I she's love like, that. splendid. No, it's yeah. like super like, catty at each yeah. other, right? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that depends. When do you want to die? How about tonight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> baseball diamond at two thirty a.m. Yeah, wear exactly. all black. Yeah, you want to take a hair butcher. net thing? Yeah, what, what was, was that about? What was the butcher knife joke? Just making her blonde hair cover like black and why sealing it? Just so they're just ninjas. Okay, just, no. <laughs> all black everything. It just seemed like a weird thing to to specify. Yeah. Also, uh, make they're sure there's a red stripe somewhere. I like that. <laughs> but what was we the- gonna have ourselves a knife fight? <laughs> I love that shit too. Me, yeah, <laughs> she's totally. Like, I went, at one point, Uma Thurman, like, I mean, it sounds like she's like insulting Copperhead for using a butcher knife. Like, what, do you guys understand what they were talking about? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I kind of forget. What yeah, yeah, no, that's she's fine. like, weapon of choice. If you use the butcher, butcher knife, knife, that's oh. fine with me. Yeah, what? Or, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's just weird. It's like a crutch. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was improv. Yeah. Do you know what bothers me, though, is how clearly Uma Thurman is breathing when she's supposed to be dead. And like, she's breathing. She's not, she's mm. not actually dead, but it's. Like from twenty feet away, you could see that. When she's she supposed to be dead? Uh, at the beginning, when she's lying on the ground. She's not supposed to be. In, what? Where? When? Uh, when like in the church? Oh, in the church. Her yeah, eyes too. Yeah, she's not. She's not dead. So like, it makes sense that her character is breathing, but the amount she's breathing is like. Right. I could. I could spot that in a wide yeah. shot that she. I don't was know breathing. whether that's supposed to like, or whether it's just a mistake, or whether we're supposed to take that to mean that the the sheriffs are so incompetent. The are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a nitpick. That's yeah, one of, I what, think that's just a valid nitpick. One of my, one of my hit picks is when they're walking in and the sheriff's about to say something about the crime scene. And he's like, there's a certain like uh, orderliness to it or whatever he's saying. I forget what the yeah. exact line is. But then he was like, if you was a moron, you could almost admire it. And I, I don't know. I just like, I love that because it's like, it's saying that there is order to this chaos and they have a system. Like these assassins have a system of morality and they are methodical about these things. But in order to admire that and to take that seriously, you have to be a moron. And by yeah. by moron there, I take it to mean like, you know, somebody Malicious who's evil. Yeah, somebody who's evil or so outside of society or so it's, like, yeah. It's a praise care. for the killer speech. They're talking about how badass Bill and the Deadly Vipers are. Yeah. But they're but also, you'd have to be they're reprehensible. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of my nitpicks is that when she's on the motorcycle on the way to uh, the... Three clovers or whatever it's called. House the, of blue the, leaves. Yeah, house something. of blue leaves. <laughs> whatever. I don't even know if that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's beautiful outside. No mm. rain, no snow. Oh yeah. She goes to the back when they have that final fight. There's lots of snow on the ground. It it's still snowing. snowing outside. Well, Sarah, I don't know if you've ever driven on the highway when there's no snow on the highway, but then when you get into the back roads, there's still some snow. Yeah, but there was no snow at all. They salted the shit out of it. It's Tokyo, man. <laughs> And maybe the, the bar's know. at the top of a mountain or something. It's whatever. Who knows? It's, it's really just to have that samurai fight at the end. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it, really, was, it was an homage yeah. to Did a movie. So. I, I found that set kind of shitty looking. Which part? The, the outdoor one? The outdoor. I yeah, think it, it looked cheap. I, I did think it was, I think it's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. I think it was supposed to look sound. like kind of one of these yeah. like Of that water thing. Yeah. yeah. That's well, so I cool. love that visual too when like she lands the strike and they're both there and then it like kind of like it's symbolic. It kind of it's like oh she finally she broke through yeah. goes down and, and there's enough yeah. there's enough blood spilt we got also it. i don't know like, if anyone else has this personal baggage but uh when they 
when they opened the door and it was like, whoa, it's snowing outside and it's like a completely different world. I love that. Uh, and he wanted it to be drawing on the page. But I personally, I have, I have a personal experience where I was really fucking high on mushrooms once. It was like the <laughs> second time that I ever did it. And we were in a house. Yeah. And you, I think there was like a several people involved in this. And like every room of the house is a different thing. Someone's playing Guitar Hero over oh, here. These yeah, people are laughing yeah, yeah. about God knows what over there. Yeah. And at one point, someone's like, we should go outside. Oh. And uh, <laughs> we opened the door. And it was exactly like that, like really slow falling snow. And we're just like, oh my God, it's winter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just super quiet yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Oh my Very gosh, fun. this is like a, a Quentin Tarantino movie. No. <laughs> don't do drugs. Yeah, don't, don't do drugs. Um, did you guys like the the banter between Hattori Hanzo and his like assistant guy? Not a yes. You didn't? Not even a bit. I love it. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, really? He's like, uh, "Where's the sake?" And he's like, "For for so many years, like you've been you you chop the sushi, I get the no. sake. You know, if this were the military, I'd be the general by now." And he'd be like, "If you were the general, I'd be the finger." <laughs> yeah. I like it because he looks so pained. The yeah, guy's in yeah. the back, and he's just he's just like, "Oh, they're so they're so over the top." Don't yeah. embarrass me. I think yeah. I think like I I viewed that as sort of like okay we're out of this like hardcore assassin world into this kind of cheesy Japanese comedy yeah. situation now. So and I'm just like th like they were acting super over the top. Yeah, but but yeah. I think that like it endeared them to me because I was like this is hilarious. <laughs> it's part of Japanese comedy. It, yeah. yeah, it was great character yeah. building. And then when finally the bride mentions Hattori Hanzo, you hear all the dishes like smash in the yeah. back and you're yeah. like, oh, he knows too. Yeah. Like this is a thing. Yeah, and I like when they're in like the dojo later when he's giving her the sword yeah. Yeah, and he's holding it out. That guy is just like his, his Right. Assistant. And it really oh, contrasts. Right hand man. Yeah, he's, but he's but he's also like student is what yeah. <laughs> acolyte. acolyte sure. In the previous scene, he plays this part of like this bumbling assistant or whatever. But then we see him also be super like serious, as you're saying. But my favorite line, like he's the the ball guy's leaving, and he's like, "I'm not bald, you know. I shave my head." And then <laughs> he says in English, "Do you understand?" That's so funny. <laughs> I love the. And he uh, throws a knife at him. The other guy. I like oh, when they're upstairs and she he's bestowing the sword, and there's like a there's like a glow behind. Hanzo. Mm. They do a lot of exposure stuff in the movie. During the Crazy 88 fight when it's black and white, it's like the dynamic range is super low, so there's all this like clippy, bleedy white. It's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. One line from the, the sword scene when he's giving it to her that I love, uh, he says something like, if you if on your journey you encounter God, <gasps> yeah. God will be cut. Yeah, great yes, line. Fuck so yes, good. great line. He's like, I can, I can say without any ego, this is my finest sword. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I was just like, oh, hell yeah. yeah You're gonna cut anything, bruh. And then she like chops people's swords in half and shit. Like yeah, throughout the whole, cool, yeah. throughout both oh, movies. And okay, this is cool. But like when she first gets the sword, she looks at it like a mirror. And then after she's done like uh, fighting Gogo, she looks at the sword again in the mirror as the people are coming right. in. And there's not even a scape on the sword. It's still beautifully yeah, shiny. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Wait, hold the, on. Yeah, nip, nitpick that I just remembered. Scape. Scratch. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't How know. Scathed. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. I don't know if it's the first sword that she undoes or the second one, but there's two little marks on the paint, and yep. I was like, "It's not perfect." Uh -oh. uh -oh. It's like so minor. Scathe is a noun. I didn't know there that. I thought go. it was only a verb. Sick. Yeah. Thank you, but Sarah. The, but You're it, there's a scathe you can say. It's got know. a scathe yeah. on she it. She did it. <laughs> Language is prescriptive. I just I didn't want to or nitpick. But okay, interesting. <laughs> it's descriptive. Yeah. Anyways, um, did they make a miniature Tokyo for those plane flying scenes? Those are amazing. And the final small. one, you can see the wires holding the, oh, the plane. Yeah, oh, it's a I'm miniature thing, oh, right? Okay, I missed that. 
It was I love so it. it was so jarring. I was like, wait, wait, what is going on? What am I looking at? It reminds me of Airplane, <laughs> and then I just had immediate yeah. joy. <laughs> There are Airplane some the miniatures. Comedy? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. There are some miniatures that are like the equivalent of Wilhelm screams. They're used <laughs> in many, many movies. Oh yeah. So I don't know if they made one okay. or you reused something. Oh yeah, I don't know if they what. made one, but I'm saying was it a miniature? I because it. I was honestly like sure. unsure whether it was a miniature or whether I was just like tripping. Like, But you know, Tarantino uses no CGI in his movies. Mm. So like, I don't know. I just found that to be the best possible way for him to do there it. There, I had a nitpick about CGI, but I can't remember what There's it was. There's no CGI. There's definitely a CGI thing no. in this movie. I promise you. There's it's like impossible. one really bad thing. Yoda's CG. in the background at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's probably points where it's like slower and people are jumping because they have bungees strapped to them, but like there's no This was before CGI. Well, I mean, right. no, well, I mean, once she gets her head cut cut off, that's CGI. When it's just the top of her like, That could brain. be some kind of cap. No, no they hadn't invented it yet. That could be a cap. <laughs> it's definitely makeup. It might be bad makeup. They made it but... up. That wasn't her scalp on the ground. No, I think I could I think I could tell it was <laughs> practical sure, because her, her head goes up a little bit. Her forehead looks yeah. a little tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks a little tall. I know Lucy Lou's head proportions, and that is that I was have off. studied Lucy Lou. <laughs> also, wait, so the fact that she is Chinese, Japanese, American like, you know, they call her a half breed or whatever. Like, is that, was that originally in the script or was no! that because oh once they got Lucy Liu in, they needed a plot point? I believe that's in the script that I read. Oh, she, he had decided another actress for that role mm -hmm. or he was trying to figure out an actress for that role and he saw Lucy Liu in a different movie. Charlie's so Angels, had... Full Throttle. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically Full Throttle. It's an action movie, I don't know. I made that up, but. Uh, so when he hired her on, he added that to part of the script. Oh, okay. So, are you wrong, James? All I'm saying is the one that I have, it includes that. Okay. I don't know when. I want you guys to argue about it. <laughs> I, I can't do that. It seems like just such a weird specific thing to, like, character uh, uh, element to have about a character. It in a works. Movie. It really works. I guess so. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like it didn't work because I was... Like, on one level it does, but on the other level, I'm like, I know that Lucy Liu is Chinese, and so... Like, I, that's probably why. Well, they, it's going to be in Japan. I think she's Chinese. There's no way she's going to be just like not Japanese and, and occupy that spot. I'm pretty sure she is Japanese American. Otherwise. Lucy Liu? Yeah. I thought Liu is a Chinese uh, surname, but. Let me tell you another thing. Uh, the other deleted chapter that, it, that I referenced is actually starring Bill. And he's like at a casino. Somebody tries to whack him hmm. and he like thwarts it. And they ended up not keeping that. That is Taiwanese. Mother is Beijing. Yeah, these oh. parents originally came from Beijing to Shanghai and Shanghai immigrated to Taiwan. Interesting. There you go. But she was born in Queens. Yep. So. All right. Anyways. Uh, I guess that's about it, everybody. <laughs> it just seemed like a, yeah, a contrived yeah. plot point. It's a good movie. Bit. Good movie. Gotta be, right, gotta be in the right place. I think yeah. I'd probably give it around a 7. Maybe you said 7.75. Yeah, that one. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, you're downgrading? You never do that. No, no, no. It's 7.75. <laughs> Good for you guys. I love it. I can't wait. Good for I can't you wait guys. to. Uh, I think both of you are probably gonna have higher ratings on the next I one. So. I hope so. I have met people who prefer the first one. Those people are special. I think I like the first one better. There you go. We'll see. We'll you like all the slicey. Slicey. I mean, there's no. There's I less really slicey, love slicey gore though. That's the one. thing. I yeah. really love gore, and that might mm. make me prefer the first. Right. One. Your rating system should be a certain amount of like blood vials or like. Uh, <laughs> What squibs? What do you call yeah, them? Squibs. Yeah, they actually in this movie used uh, condoms full of blood, huh, which right. is like a, something they did in I think Hong Kong cinema before. Neat. 
And then I've done that a lot. Yeah, it's important for the realism <laughs> of your movie, weird. like having Quentin Tarantino <laughs> spit in the actor's face himself. Uh, next time, <laughs> next time when we talk about Quentin, oh, like in part two. No, hold on. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring this up next time. Save yeah. it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And next week, everybody, we're going to be doing either Shang Chi <laughs> or. or uh, Candyman. Whoa, you're taking a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, we don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Wait, but you need to actually give one so we can put it on the... Yeah, well, they heard it at the beginning. Whatever we said at the beginning is what we're doing. All right. If you later. listen this long, Easter egg. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.